0: BG Mania, a video game music podcast from March 11th, 2020, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by Frank. Game over. That's the, uh, entire reason that we're here this week, is it not? Tis the season for the pleasing. At, at some point in, I think, all of these games that we're going to explore today, we've reached that game over screen. The end, whatever you want to call it.
1: The last episode of BG Mania forever.
0: Yep, we're done. Sorry, this is our this is our closeout. We've decided to retire. No, just kidding. If this is your first time stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods in BGM land, welcome. BG Mania is a cornucopia of extra special music that we hold dear, both from the days of our childhood through modern consoles and new releases. That's right, we focus on retro to current games, with everything included in between. What we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed you hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting. Each and every single week. As always, we hope you enjoyed the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five star rating and a review, please, so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. But yeah, we are exploring credits music today, end music, the music that plays at the very end of the game. However, they're described in the names of the tracks, whatever they are, these all play while the people People are getting recognition for making the game. And well, that's what credits are. (laughs) But this idea came last year because we did title screen music. And I think somewhere near the end of that episode, Frank, you had mentioned that you wanted to just do the complete opposite and do credits music. And we put it on the calendar. It eventually got kicked off into this year, which is why we're doing it now. But that's where that came from. And I had fun exploring these different uh, games that we picked from this week. And I'm curious to, I guess, find out why we picked from all of these games. I will say there's, I think, four different Mario games on the list this week. <laughs> uh, Brian, there was almost so many more.
1: I cut them off for other tracks.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, but what's funny is only one of them came from you.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, because I like, cut mine down. Um, There's going to be a ton of Metal Gear tracks, but we've played every one of those on Prior to <laughs> Yes,
0: yeah, and a good chunk of those were played during our Metal Gear retrospective episode.
1: Such good music. As is, as is everything you're going to hear today, at least from me. Ryan, who knows? He's a wild card. He's a crazy man.
0: That opening track was from you, was it not?
1: And that's why it was great. Uh, that was the end credits from Super Meat Boy, which was composed by Danny Baranowski. The game came out October 20th,
0: 2010. Yeah. Ten, year, ten, ten years of delicious Meat Boy. 10 years of Meat Boy, and I freaking love that game. I, you know, the sequel, 10 years later, is supposed to be dropping this year, Super Meat Boy Forever. If and hopefully when it does this year, I'm so excited to jump back into that, uh, you know, shout out to our boy Kyle from the Max Level Podcast and leveldowngames.com. Um, Super Meat Boy is one of, you know, his favorite indie games of the last couple, you know, decade or so as well. Uh, him and I do share a lot of similar interests in terms of, like, the games that we play, which makes well, it fun. Those Fun talk about games, it on the show. no, they are fun and they are super challenging. I can't wait for Super Meat Boy Infinite or Immortal or whatever the hell they're calling it. Forever. I just said it. Super Meat Boy Forever. Oh well, again, yeah, I don't listen to you. Yeah, Super Meat Boy Forever. It's supposed to be this year. But yeah, man, such great music in that game. We've played a few tracks from uh Meat Boy. We have, before. we have. Yeah, we've played a few tracks from Meat Boy, but end credits music, so freaking good. Good choice. Good way to I, kick I, off the li- show.
1: I, I literally picked that for Kyle too. I'm, I'm like, like there's there's reasons behind most of my picks.
0: Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said I, I'm curious to find out why we picked uh, each one that we did, because like I said, there's four Mario's and that was funny to me when I was putting (laughs) on this together. Speaking of Mario, however, I am going to kick things off with what I feel like is the most iconic piece of staff role and credits music of all time.
1: Can I guess it? Sure. Super Mario World. No, but close. Super Mario 64. I should have guessed that. It's one of your favorites.
0: Yeah, Super Mario 64. And I actually thought we were done picking from this game. And then I sat down, I was looking through our, you know, spreadsheet, and I was like, I wonder. And I went to it, and we've never actually played Staff Roll. And to verify, I listened to the Super Mario 64 episode that we did of BG Mania, and it's definitely not on there. And I know there's only a few other times we've played from Mario 64, so we never have played Staff Roll from Mario 64. And that was Staff Roll from Super Mario 64, which released here in North America on September 29th, 1996, and was composed by Koji Kondo. Of course. Of course it was. I truly believe that is one of the most iconic, if not most iconic pieces of end credits music that has ever existed.
1: It's up there for me. For me, it's Super Mario World, but just because I'm, I'm a little than old and using it.
0: The amount of times that I've actually heard this piece of music in-game. Oh, yeah, dude, like I said, Mario 64, still my favorite Mario game of all time. And I finished this game multiple, multiple times on the N64. It was one of my go-to games to... For, like, the entire life cycle of the N64, I was still popping in Super Mario 64. It was, it was, a, it's it was my, a great my, game that held up. Yeah, it's, it holds up for sure. And, yeah, just a phenomenal track. Really captures a lot of the charm and specialty that Super Mario 64 had.
1: Maybe, maybe... Maybe the number two uh, Mario game of all time.
0: Okay, that's that's, that's that's a good idea for a tier list one to... the the number two game.
1: No, the uh, no, no, no not for mania. Just uh, I do an a YouTube tier list of uh, top Mario games of all time.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. I thought but you right? were saying. I thought you were saying like the do a episode on the number two game from every franchise. Uh, it's like what is the second best game? We're gonna pick music from that one.
1: <laughs> but you know what? We did the end credits, there's only really one song I wanted to play this entire episode, and I, fa- I managed to find a way to do it.
0: I, I kind of thought this was a big reason why you picked this track, because I there honestly, was no, th- other, th- no th- other reason why you would have picked this track.
1: Yes. Um, I'm going to be playing you Still Alive from Mirror's Edge. Not Portal. No, not Portal. That was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction with that song. And that was Still Alive from Mirror's Edge, which came out November 11th, 2008. And that was composed and performed by Lisa Miskovsky, a Swedish-born uh, composer and singer. OK. Um. Yeah, I wanted to play Still Alive, but apparently I picked the portal. It's uh, clean.
0: You definitely did. <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. Uh, so that was a uh, Swedish Singer? Yes. I guess that would make sense because the uh, the guy that composed Mirror's Edge, uh, Magnus Bergeson, who goes by Solar Fields, I think he's also a Swedish composer, so that would make sense.
1: I actually had him initially as a composer until I looked it up and realized that I made a mistake.
0: Yeah, but I but I think that I think he's also a Swedish composer, so
1: so I will give him partial credit. Uh, but yeah, I remember this game uh, back on the 360, back when
0: I was young and happy and free. Yeah, this was a really fun game. Uh, they they did have a follow up game, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, I think it was called. And that was fun, too, but it wasn't nearly as good as the original, in my opinion.
1: I wouldn't mind this series coming back. Or even a new entry.
0: I think or, it yeah, should. a oh, reboot. Yeah, I think it should. I think they should continue to do something with this. Uh, it was popular enough, and I think a lot of people would celebrate seeing it return. So, yeah, Hell, why not? Well, well, right, make a portal for it. <laughs> not happening. <laughs>
1: I'll try. I'm going to stand for it pretty hard.
0: Yeah, they'll make a uh, Portal 2.5 like they're doing with Half-Life, Alex, and I don't know, make it it VR or something. Portal Alex. I'll play that. Portal VR. Portal Chow. All right, man, I'm going to jump to the game that kicked off the entire Souls experience. From Demon Souls, this is Game Credits. And that was Game Credits from Demon's Souls, which released here in North America on October 6th, 2009, and was composed by Shunsuke Kida. This kicked off, as I said, the entire Dark Souls Souls-like gameplay experience. Uh, Demon's Souls as a PlayStation 3 exclusive published by Sony, still developed by From Software, but Sony never did a Demon's Souls 2. and. From Software is not owned by Sony, they just did a partnership for this game. So Bandai Namco approached them and wanted to continue that type of gameplay. So Demon Souls ended up becoming Dark Souls, which is, you know, much more popular. And that just kicked off the Dark Souls of this and the Dark Souls of that, man. It's been nonstop ever since.
1: You done goofed, Sony?
0: Yeah, I really truly think so. But I picked this particular track from this game because I thought you would actually really enjoy this. It's very, you know, just... Calm, peaceful, but kind of has that little hint of, I don't know, like an opera to it. I don't know, like a slow.
1: That is what I liked about it a lot.
0: Yeah, like you get that slow Phantom of the Opera type vibe in certain areas of the track. Really well
1: done. Exactly. You say, you say that also that whole damn song.
0: The vocals and the chorus there was done by a singer known as Kokia. So that's who was uh, in the background there. But yeah, what a great track, man. It's so freaking good. And I just, I'm so happy for it. And the fact that it kicked off what became one of my favorite, like I I guess, mechanics in terms of the last 10 or so years. I love Dark Souls type stuff.
1: I don't. I like easy games. I know you do. Um, You know what? This is a sentimental pick for me right now, okay? Um, Because I hate my sister with every fiber of my being. This is Sonic & Knuckles. Credits. That, Nicole, was Credits from Sonic & Knuckles, which came out October 18th, 1994, uh, composed by June Sunoy. Um, yeah, uh, if you, you're an avid listener, you know that me and sister her beef about this game because she didn't tell me until last year that uh, you could plug Sonic 2 and Sonic & Knuckles and play as Knuckles, bitch. <laughs>
0: You're still salty about that? God, it's been forever. It's
1: been—it's been about a year. Yeah, actually, I actually do think that like the, my my Facebook post uh, just recently cycled around in my memories for the for like a previous year. So
0: yeah, time to let it go, Frank. What? She didn't tell me for over twenty years. <laughs> time to let it go. Uh, that's how long I'm gonna hold the grudge. Twenty years. You won't even be alive in twenty years.
1: God, I hope. I've been trying to die like since Tuesday. <laughs> No, but I as i telling you when you listen to this, I like when games do a little mashup of all like the levels as they're closer.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's super fun. A lot of times, uh it's very Nintendo-y. Uh Nintendo a lot at at the end of a lot of their games, like you'll hear music from like the different sections. You know, Zelda's done it a few times, Mario's done it a few times, they'll like be going through and you'll be panning over an area and you're hearing like little bits and pieces of the music from that. Dude, it's it's so like heartwarming and charming for that reason.
1: You know what? When we we actually do make level down games over the game. That's how our ending is gonna be.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to pan around and go to the different areas and composed by Rainbow Dragon Ice. There you go. Yeah, I'm down. I'm with calling that. Dibs and all uh, trust me, there's a whole list of things. <laughs> All right, man, let's kick to my next pick, and it happens to come from the Super Nintendo. We're going to Star Fox. This is Credits. And that was Credits from Star Fox, which released here in North America on March 26th, 1993, and that was composed by Hajime Hirasawa. I am still a massive fan of the original Star Fox in Star Fox 64. There's still quite a few pieces of music that we've yet to play from the original Star Fox, and I'm still kind of surprised by that. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't done a Star Fox, like, centered episode.
1: It would be a you thing because, you know, I hate Star Fox.
0: I know. That's why I'm saying I'm surprised I haven't actually done that.
1: Between that and Pikmin, I just those are the two I don't, I haven't really gotten into from Nintendo.
0: And it's so funny because outside of like the most recent Star Fox stuff, uh, Star Fox used to be incredible. Like it was, it, man, such good games. I really do enjoy them, and they have incredible soundtracks as the thing. Like Star Fox has amazing music behind it. I know you know that. <laughs> I do, you know, of course. It,
1: I'm not ignorant to Star Fox. I just don't like it.
0: I know. I know. But yeah, man, what a what a phenomenal credit sequence uh, backed by an amazing track. And it's crazy because Hajime Hirasawa didn't really do anything else. Like he's just, you know, known for Star Fox on the SNES.
1: Just like me, I'm known for this podcast and that's about it. Um, Yeah,
0: pretty much. I mean, you know, he. uh, he, he, like, helped out with music in 1991 on Time Twist and did some, like, sound stuff on Super Scope 6 in 1992. But outside of that, man, Star Fox 1993, the only thing he ever did. <laughs> if you're looking for a new all-purpose gaming-related podcast to listen to, look no further than the Max Level Podcast. Every Monday morning, five friends have a breakfast powwow about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games they've been spending time with over the past seven days. Featuring Brian, Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com. There's never a down moment when it comes to pertinent information or laugh out loud moments. They'll break down upcoming games, hidden gems, and encourage listener participation through guessing games and questions. Find the Max Level Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume your daily podcasts.
1: I want to hit you something dark, something evil, something twisted. But I don't have that today. So I'm going to get you from Silent Hill 2. This is Love Song. That was the love song from Silent Hill 2, which came out September 24th, 2001. Uh, those guitars were actually played by the composer. I looked that up. It is Akira Yamaoka.
0: Yeah, I, uh, it's so funny to hear you pick it from Silent Hill. Usually, I'm the one that comes in with the uh, Silent Hill picks. But that's just because I'm such a big fan of Akira Yamioka. I think he's an incredible guitar player.
1: I literally typed in awesome guitar songs, video games. And when I came around, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, Brian didn't get this one. I'm stealing it.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, still available. Just like just like Frank on the dating market, still available. Ladies, um, you <laughs> <I'm a jerk. laughs> No, honestly, I was looking uh, for Falcom games because I was going to see if I could steal one of those. Nice. I, yeah, I don't have a pick from a Falcom game today, so that'd have been funny.
1: But uh, I was like, no, nah, let's not do that. It'd, it'd be too blatantly obvious. You should have. That'd have been funny.
0: This Thank is a good pick, me. though. I really did no, like it. it it's got it. that. It, it's, it's Spanish it, guitar. It's, yeah, very Spanish guitar. Very, uh, you know, you made a joke about Carlos Santana. Very Santana-esque uh, dude. An incredible piece of music. Very well done. Great pick.
1: Thank you, Brian. As always, I'm great. Um, I about?
0: am going to go to another Mario game. And this one is Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, the name of this track. It's a very fun and sequence, very long track. Not going to play the entire thing before we come back. We'll play a couple minutes, though. The Parade. And that was The Parade from Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, which released here in North America on May 13th, 1996, and was composed by the wonderful Yoko Shimomura. This is one of the more memorable credit sequences, I guess, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm not talking about the track itself, even though the track itself is very memorable as well. But I mean, the stuff that's going on in the background while the music is playing, how the camera is panning over all these things, how it's showcasing the different locales like we talked about earlier. You know how it's showing the fireworks as you hear right now in the background, the fireworks are going off over the castle. That kind of stuff, man. The sequence that was going on at the end of Super Mario RPG, backed by this incredible Yoko Shimomura piece of music. I truly loved it. It was phenomenal.
1: I really wish they would make a true sequel to this game. Me too. I really do. I mean, I guess you could say we have the Paper Marios, but it's not the same.
0: No, it's definitely not the same, and I mean, if rumors are true, we'll be getting a new Paper Mario later this year, so let's cross our fingers that it's more in line with maybe Super Mario RPG.
1: (laughs) Paper Jam 3. No, frankly, they make Pippa Jam 2 first. Yeah,
0: um, gotta make Pippa Jam 2 first, which would disappoint so many people. It's,
1: it's, it's gonna be so awesome, they're just gonna skip straight to three. <laughs> I do love that, but uh, you know what else I love, Ryan? I, I love death and metal and awesomeness, and that's what I'm gonna give to you. Because, my friend, these are the theme credits from Doom. That was the theme credits from Doom, the 2016 remake, uh, which came out obviously in 2016, May 13th, composed by Rock and Roll Jesus himself, a video game, Mick Gordon.
0: The uh, sequel to that, Doom Eternal, comes out next Friday. The the 20th, wow. Yeah, same day as Animal Crossing on the Switch.
1: I wonder which one I'm going to play more, Animal Crossing.
0: Um, Definitely, without question,
1: Animal uh, Crossing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, everything was great about this Doom remake, including the music. Like, everything was just... It was perfect.
0: It did have a really rocking soundtrack behind it. Obviously, I'm not a massive Doom fan like you and Kyle. I think Dan's even a big Doom fan as well. But I appreciate Doom. We're 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 taking over. I like that Doom... You know, I like that it kind of brought that old style back and made a lot of the older fans happy. Uh, I did play through it. I'm just not like a massive Doom fan. So that's why I wasn't like going super crazy about it. But I'm going to play the, uh, the new one next week. Maybe not right away. I might play it right away, but I don't know.
1: I will play it right away if Amazon doesn't mess up.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do me dirty like you always do. Exactly. Uh, all right. I'm going to jump to the track that I had saved on my YouTube playlist for this particular episode the longest. And I saved this on there right after we were done researching our Sega Dreamcast episode we did last year. And I found this track while we were picking music from that uh, for that episode. And I was like, you know, I'm going to save this for that episode coming up because I really liked it from Project Justice. This is Staff Roll. And that was Staff Roll from Project Justice, which released here in North America on May 16th, 2001, for the Sega Dreamcast, and was composed by Yuki Awai, Atsuko Yoneda, and Setsuo Yamamoto. It's very, it's very like. 80s. Oh, man, not like I don't want to say like glam rock, but just sort of like Billy Idol-esque type stuff back then. Uh, Maybe not really. Oh, man, I don't know. That's just kind of the feel I got off of it, but I really like it.
1: It felt like the theme to an 80s show and I just couldn't place it in my head.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like it's all jumbled Finally? in my mind right now. Maybe. I don't know, but I did enjoy it. I know as soon as I heard that I was like, "Man, this is like a really rockin' tune. That guitar in the background Man was super good.
1: It sounded like Beverly Hills Leonard 210 at points." Man, maybe. Which which is which is awesome. Big shout outs to uh, Luke Perry, rest in peace. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, man. I just, I love that rocking guitar. So good. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, what the hell, let's do it. Let's go into the Mario game. This time I picked one from the best Mario sports game of all the times. This is the credits theme from Mario Golf 64. And that was the credits theme from Mario Golf 64, which came out July 26, 1999. And composed by a living legend, Toy Sakuraba. Hell
0: yeah, man! Such a good freaking tune. Uh, love that he kind of remixed the classic Mario theme into that track. It's so well done.
1: It's it's good stuff. And uh, yeah, super jolly. Like I said, I think this is probably the best Mario Sports game of all time.
0: I think I'd agree with that. And if rumors are true, hopefully we'll be getting a new Mario Golf experience later this year on the Switch.
1: I would absolutely love that. I Me too. Buy I, I will pay. I, I I'll buy and pay for it right now if they just announce it.
0: I know. I do. I, I you, enjoy you, golf. You could,
1: do, you could do an Elder Scrolls. I mean, just give me the, the logo and I'll give you money.
0: I enjoy golf. I definitely, you know, I don't mind it in real life. I love putt-putt. I actually enjoy kind of going out and playing and watching it, you know, actual golf. And Mario Golf has always been one of those franchises that I've that I've wholeheartedly enjoyed. And I like golf games. I kind of always have. And Mario Golf definitely is is
1: is an absolute true thing about you, the golf story. And oh, yeah, I know. I mean, no, you no, know, what's no, the, 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 the other big one you were playing you're playing recently? You're playing a big golf. You're playing a big golf game recently. Big series.
0: There, there's a, a big series. Oh, everybody's golf. That's the one you're playing. Yeah, everybody's golf. The the Sony exclusive. Yeah, love that. But it goes back to. Um, My dad and I, my dad was a a big, big golf fan and he used to play the NES golf with Mario in it all the time. Yes. And I used to play, you know, as a child that with him and just, that's kind of where my love of golf kind of started, you know, I'm not like a massive golf fan, but I I do enjoy the sport. Uh, I do hope it returns. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed, indeed. I am going to kick to a game that is recently released sort of uh it came out a few years ago on the wii u but the sequel released on the nintendo switch and i'm talking about splatoon now you know what we'll talk about it when we come back from splatoon this is credits Credits from Splatoon, which released here in North America on May 29th, 2015, and that was composed by Toro Minigishi and Shiho Fuji. Frank, what I was going to say about Splatoon before we kick to the track is that I'm not a massive shooter fan. I don't like gameplay like that. I don't like arena shooters that much. You know, I'm definitely not a multiplayer competitive kind of person. But something about Splatoon and Splatoon 2, probably the Nintendo charm, really hooked me. And I played quite a bit of both of those games. I enjoy the ink, paintball-esque atmosphere of the game and how it's, you know, it's a shooter, but it's also very Nintendo. And I think that's why it pulled me in so much.
1: This is one of those series I didn't get behind, but I have a reason why I don't like it. And that's because uh, I would go and I would play this game at GameStop. They'd be able to play with others. okay? And that little Ryan, he's a cheap son of a bitch. okay. <laughs> It's not fair. He's he's there all day. And he gets to practice. Okay, I, I'm fresh off the streets.
0: Is Ryan an employee?
1: No, he's like eight. He's an asshole. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm JF. (laughs) I don't know if you picked up on this, but the music in Splatoon kind of feels very similar to some Animal Crossing type stuff.
1: Yeah, they have their own made up language there as well.
0: Yeah, and it's obviously Animal Crossing music. Uh, Most of the time isn't nearly as upbeat and funky as that was, but some of the KK Slider stuff definitely is, and you definitely get some feels from that.
1: Oh, man. I cannot wait for the new Animal Crossing. Next Friday. Next Friday, indeed. And and, and you're not going to hear from me ever again. I'm just going to be playing on my Switch. Probably a fire from work for not coming in.
2: That's Um, okay with me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it must be nice to to see your friend just get kicked out of his home. (laughs) But hey, I paid off my car so I can live in my car.
0: Brian here with BG Media. LevelDownGames.com is quickly growing, but with your help and support, we can continue to expand our footprint in the gaming industry at an even faster rate. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both BG Mania and Max Level, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, weekly editorial articles, and daily news stories. If you aren't yet visiting LevelDownGames.com daily, now is the time. We went through a massive redesign for the beginning of the year. Everything is much easier to find, and it looks like a million dollars. Thanks for all the continued support as we continue to expand our presence in the industry with leveldowngames.com. All right, man. I got one more pick. Let's get back. I'm an idiot. You have two picks left, Frank. I have
1: two picks left. Um, From the very first Wii game I've ever owned, this is the staff credits for Excite Truck. And that was the staff credits from Excite Truck, which came out November 19th, 2006. I have two composers here. I have Masaru Tajima and Kenji Yamamoto.
0: Dude, that was epic. I played a little Excite Truck back in the day, but I never finished it.
1: It was, um, when I got my Wii, I had two games. I had, um... Twilight Princess and Excite Truck. Those are the two games that came bundled with my thing. And then Wii Sports. Of Uh,
2: course.
1: Tell their games. Whatever. Uh, Yeah, so I played the hell out of Excite Truck um, until it got boring and it didn't. Uh, Because... Tried, it was the first game that I can remember, in my memory, that I could load my own songs into, because you can put them on the, uh, the, the SD card. So I was just riding around, listening to Flock of Seagulls.
0: <laughs> and
1: I ran! <laughs> and, and, and Turbo Lover by Judas Priest.
0: Uh, oh, of much, course. Pretty, pretty much uh, songs you'd hear in other racing games. Of course, you definitely got to get some Turbo Lover. Yeah, dude, that was good. I, I definitely enjoyed that. I'm glad you shared it, because I otherwise probably never would have heard it. So <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, I'm going to go to a game that is not extremely well known, but is something that I enjoyed back in the day. It's a vertical shoot 'em up so vertical shmup. Uh, Jamestown Legend of the Lost Colony. The name of this track is Credits. And that was Credits from Jamestown Legend of the Lost Colony, released here in North America on June 8th, 2011. And actually, we were just talking about it, came to Nintendo Switch a few months ago on December 12th, 2019, so this is still relevant in 2020, early 2020. Uh, this was composed by Francisco Cerda. And yeah, it's a vertical shmup, so you know a lot of shmups are horizontal, yeah. so this one was vertical and was a lot of fun. I enjoy that genre, I, you know, like Rezogun, so many freaking good games in that, in that entire stratosphere of- of, Akari Warriors. Yeah, a lot of cool things, a lot of cool things over there, and I've always enjoyed those games. So, when I found Jamestown, I, I didn't play it right away, I found it a few years after, I think I got it on sale somewhere. and. I remember this game having a really rockin' soundtrack. Like, the guitar in that track is really well done.
1: Yeah, when you said, like, Jamestown Lost Settlement, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? This is not gonna be good. And you proved me wrong.
0: Yeah, definitely ended up being pretty damn good.
1: <laughs> I-, I enjoyed every second of that. I was bopping along.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, well wow, now I really do have one last pick. This is the end of the line for you and I here. The penultimate pick of the show, I gotta get something great from... Kingdom HARTSU 2, this is Fantasia a la Marcia. And that was Fantasia a la Marcia from Kingdom Hearts 2, which came out March 26, 2006, composed, you're hearing her again, by Yoko Shimomura.
0: Yeah, twice the Yoko in one episode. Gotta love it. Yeah, I, mean, I love Kingdom Hearts the entire series uh, from top to bottom. What I like about this one, again, is that it kind of remixes that uh, traditional main theme of kingdom hearts into the ending theme. And, you know, we, we talked about it a few times throughout the episode, but I just really enjoy when they take common themes or commonalities between the music and put it in there at the end, because it's supposed to be like a culmination. So I really enjoy that. That's how all stories should end, you know, with a nice little recap. The never ending story.
2: <laughs> story. <laughs>
0: Great freaking selection, man. It's still going on in the background. Obviously, that is another uh, eight minute track. So, we had two of those on the yes. episode today. So, we're, you know, we came back in before the track actually ended there, but, or before a loop actually hit because this track literally is eight minutes long. But really shows the strength of Yoko Shimomura because she was able to do both eight minute tracks on the episode today. <laughs> yeah, because <really? laughs> yeah, yours is from Kingdom Hearts 2. And then the one I had earlier was the parade from Super Mario RPG. Uh, both, I'd like, like I said, I'd like, like I like from her too. Yeah, eight nine minute tracks, and they're both from her, so that's really funny. Well done. <laughs> I'm gonna close out this week though with another really iconic piece of music, and it's the credits theme from Mario Kart 64, which, in my opinion, and I think Frank is also in agreement with this, still the best Mario Kart to release.
1: Absolutely. In fact, if you go to a party, even now to this day, people are like, hey, you wanna play you wanna play Mario Kart? I'm hoping they're breaking out at N64.
0: A lot of times, chances are they are. Uh, I know, now, it usually
1: is, that's the thing, especially with my age demographic.
0: Uh, yeah, now I know a lot of people have started gravitating toward Mario Kart 8 because it is a great game. Mario Kart 8 is phenomenal. But Mario Kart 64 still has that special oomph and appeal to me that none of the other Mario Karts have ever been able to achieve. Obviously, it's due in part because of our age when when Mario Kart 64 and how much time we spent with it when it came out. But man, it's a great freaking game. And this track is incredible that you're going to hear to close out the show.
1: It's iconic. Uh...
0: Uh, Yeah, it takes a little bit of uh, like it borrows some elements from Rainbow Road. That's what I was trying to say there. And sounds so jolly, so joyous, it's it's a super fun, entertaining way to close out the game like they, they just nail Mario Kart music. They always have. And I didn't even say this released here in North America on February 10th, 1997, composed by the wonderful Kenta Nagata. Talking about Animal Crossing. Oh. Yeah. And he, Kenta Nagata, you do that on purpose. I knew it. I didn't. But just saying, like, what a what a phenomenal composer that Mario Kart 64 had and it. Showed. So stick around. You guys are going to love the closed out track. Uh, I'm sure many, many, many of you have already heard it, but never hurts hearing it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, Frank, I think that is going to bring us to the close of the episode this week, unless you have anything else you wanted to mention before we get on out of here.
1: I think we said it all.
0: All right. Well, that is going to do it again. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by LevelDownGames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BGMania Mania at LevelDownGames.com. Regardless to the podcast service you're listening through. Be sure to share your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop an over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Love It On Games. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash Love It On Games and click that follow button. Do me a favor. Do the same thing. Twitch.tv forward slash K-R-A-I-Z-D-11 crazedd eleven Go check out Streamer Dan, streaming four to five to six times a week. I don't know. Sometimes the schedule changes. Dan. Streamer Dan. Exactly. The official streamer oh, we, of Lovin' Out Games.
1: We got to write him a theme song and make him use it. <laughs> streamer Dan.
0: <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> streamer Dan. Stalking us on social media is a perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact. With us, we want every listener, or every listener of BG Mania, every listener of the Maximal Podcast, and every single person that goes to LebanonGames.com to be in our Discord server, interacting with us and having a lot of fun. It's always a good time in there. We get we get a pop in sometimes, and it's just it's really fun when it does. Uh, next week on the show, Frank, we are going to do another company. Uh, remember when we did Natsume uh, a long time ago? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did a dive into Natsume. This time, we're gonna have a fun dive into Sun. Soft. So All we'll right. come prepared. Okay. Eight tracks apiece. Eight from me, eight from you. All from Sunsoft published and or developed games. So we'll okay. go through. We'll find some amazing stuff. I know for a fact that they have incredible music out there. Uh, it's it's going to be next week's going to be a good show. Next week's going to be a good show. And you know, it's funny. It's going to be a little mini deep dive into uh, Naoki Kodaka as well, because, you know, he's a very famous Sunsoft composer. <laughs> So next week should be fun. We'll do that next week on the show. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the credits theme from Mario Kart 64, again composed by Kenta Nagata. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.